Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Grass and Gravel podcast. This week we'll be taking a look at the Champions League, Europa League and Europa Conference League games, as well as the Premier League's games. We'll also be reviewing the third race of the F1 season in Australia that happened this morning. I'll be your host Joe and I'll be joined by nor- as normal with our resident expert and chief editor from the Pitchsider, Toby. Hey mate, how's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. You had a good week? Yeah, pretty good, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to start off with the Champions League games? Yeah, let's jump straight into it. So we've had four Champions League quarterfinals this week. So on Tuesday, we had Liverpool versus Benfica, which I think was pretty standard 3-1. Free, free yeah, everybody expected that that win for, for Liverpool. Benfica were all right, but yeah, obviously the quality of Liverpool is definitely going to surmount that of that um, Benfica team. In the second leg, who knows what can happen, but I think Liverpool will comfortably go through. Yeah, especially especially Liverpool being at home as well. They're, uh, it's going to be good for them, especially 3-1 up. I suppose the only thing for Benfica is there's no away goals, so if they can uh, nick two or three goals. Mm. But Absolutely. Luis Diaz played pretty well, actually, for Liverpool. If anybody's a shout-out, it's, it's particularly him. Obviously, being the former Porto player, Probably got an extra reason to play well against Benfica. So yeah. Well, I did. I I did see uh, Jurgen Klopp. I don't know how true this was, but he said he tried to spend. He spent like ten minutes trying to talk to Diaz to try and get some insight on uh, Benfica, and he couldn't understand him. <laughs> Doesn't know Spanish, Klopp. No, no. Um, but yeah, it's pretty standard. I I think the most the more interesting game is the Man City Atletico Madrid game. Yeah, yeah. This is the one I watched out of the two. It was. The thing with Atletico was they, they played 5-5 five, five formation, which is kind of what you expect from Atletico, not to be too aggressive and attacking, especially away from home. I think they're the only team that would be happy with that result, um, a 1-0 defeat. It definitely set, sets it up for the, the next leg, um, in which I think Atletico would be quite happy going into that. You know, one goal will actually change the game for them, because obviously the, the away goal rule is, is not there anymore. So yeah, it's definitely one to watch for the next leg. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out because even if they do come out defensive, they looked pretty solid until Phil Foden came on. Yeah, he was the difference maker in that game in particular. Yeah, it's just hard to break down Atletico. It's just the way they were set up. They're, they're defensively extremely solid. Quite frustrating probably for City in a way. They always probably want to achieve a, a higher goal to- total, but it is what it is. Yeah, they just want they just want to um, pressure on and score as many goals as they can you can see that in their fixtures in the Premier League they've been outscoring most of their teams so yeah it's a it's a difficult one but I reckon that I reckon City will probably work go through so it'll probably be uh, Liverpool and City out of those two games I yeah I reckon so I reckon so but anything can happen in that particular game um Liverpool yeah. definitely going through but yeah most likely it'll be City and Liverpool should we move on to the Wednesday games, which I think is probably the bigger talking point from these two four fixtures? Yeah, definitely. Uh, should, we, should we start with Chelsea Real Madrid, three one to Real Madrid? I, I think you watched this, didn't you? I did watch you this. Watch yeah. This uh, well, we know that Chelsea had poor form running into this after that Brentford game. Um, it's just whether they could have shaped it off and you know started well. But I think from the sec from the get go, it was pretty poor from Chelsea. I know Mendy made a few mistakes and. Generally, they just look quite poor, a bit lethargic. And Real Madrid just capitalised through, you know, Benzema, who at the moment is probably the most informed player maybe in the world. Yeah, I think after that game, he, he's he got 37 goals in all season. In yeah, all comps. he's got a hat-trick um, uh, in this game and the hat-trick prior to this, in the, in, the, in the round prior to this. 
So I think he's yeah, one of the few players to, to achieve that. Yeah, I think he's four. Four. He's the fourth player ever to do it. Or something. Yeah, consecutive hat tricks. Yeah. Messi. I think Messi and Ronaldo are up there as well. Yeah, they've both done it. I can't uh, remember who the third player is. I mean, Chelsea looked better when half-time subs were made and went to back four. We looked a bit better in the second half. Probably should have, Lukaku probably should have scored. Um, but yeah, I think he's just a bit rusty now. He's trying. We're trying to make him as like an in, impact sub, but I think he's a bit Lukaku. Rusty. Yeah, he, he's yeah. a confidence kind of player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's... He needs, he's one of these players that wants the arm around him, and I think Tuchel does that for him. But again, he hasn't played a solid amount of football compared to like Kai Havertz, who's got that number one spot now. So makes yeah, it a little bit it's more... not great. It's not great for him. You know, we saw it at no, Inter Milan when he played against Latore Martinez. He, he works well in the two two striker formation. Um, and when he plays all the games, he, you know, he's got that confidence and that momentum. But at the moment for Chelsea, he's got none of that. Um, so it's really difficult for him to make any sort of impact. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's also one uh, impacts up. It doesn't suit him. I don't think he can't come on. He, well, he should be able to with his like general football ability, but he's one of these players that should be starting, especially the amount we bought him for. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred million or about. Yeah, crazy amount of money for him. Yeah, really hasn't worked out well. That's no, there's this one one player I do want to shout out, not just for this game, um, but also for the. Chelsea Southampton game, which we we'll get on later. But mm. Loftus Cheek, I think he uh, made a real big impact when we played against. When he came on, he was able to drive drive the ball, go forward, made his good passes, and even in the Southampton game, played at right back. And he was getting the. He doesn't get recognised, but he was getting like the assist of the assist for a lot of these goals we were getting. And I think he's a good. He's a good play, like all-round player yeah he's he's versatile and he's he's a he's a good player but i don't know he's i don't think he's at that level that he used to be at you know a couple of years ago he was obviously he's got older now but he, he was quite hyped as a, as a younger a younger player and he's kind of stalled his career a little bit maybe he's going to pick up now um he's playing a little bit more but i don't know maybe he needs to move to a team where he can start in day in day out i i think the the problem is it's he's not going to be able to attract play he's going from a big like club winning trophy winning club to probably going to be mid-table and yeah he might get games like if he went to Palace he'd probably get games like he Gallagher is but he's not gonna he's not gonna get the same wages he's gonna get and I think he's on about 150k per week really yeah he's on quite a lot of money I don't know if he wants that amount of money no no I see he's a bit like Hudson Adore I don't think they warrant that amount of money but I like Office Cheek he seems to just go for it and yeah he's got nothing to lose this season and he's definitely shown that he's made really good he had made some errors through the season but yeah he looks he looks to be he's not looking as good as Kovacic or like Kante but he's definitely sort of warranting to be a rotation or an yeah. impact sub yeah well Chelsea do need him for rotation they don't have too many out and out midfield players <clears throat> so if like Kante got injured or or Kovacic then yeah he would definitely be one of the probably candidates to, to step forward into that position. Yeah, definitely. But, but for Real Madrid, it was a, just to go back onto them, it was a great game for them. You know, you can see the experience of Cruz, Modric and Casemiro just, just playing extremely oh, well. Yeah. I'm sure they're a little bit tired and, you know, from all the games they've been playing this season, Ancelotti doesn't really like to rotate, but doesn't seem to impact them in this particular game. No, no, they definitely, they, Real Madrid definitely deserved to win the game and those three players did just boss that midfield. Um, they were they were the better team and they deserved to win it. I mean, Chelsea were favourites going into it. Like Benfica. Well, uh, were they favourites or were they just, you know, I, I'd say, I you think, know, it's on par I think Chelsea, 
I think Chelsea were seen to be favourites. It was more of a this game, as far as I saw other pundits and everyone say, the Real Madrid would come in here to sort of like make a difference or make a to see how they stack up against Chelsea because obviously Chelsea completely dominated them last season mm. and just walked over this. Now it's a bit more difficult. I yeah. think Chelsea. If Chelsea are in the same form they are this weekend, I reckon it could be a really good game in Madrid on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's always hard um, away from home, um, getting a result, especially from a deficit of, of this amount of goals. So, I don't know, to go in all guns blazing. And um, it'll be an interesting match for sure. Because I don't think yeah. Real Madrid will sit back and, you know, try to absorb all the pressure. Um, no, 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 I don't think they've got the players to be able to do that. But yeah, definitely. Chelsea definitely have got a good, a lot of confidence now. Um but we'll get on to that a bit later. Should we move to the Bayern Munich Villarreal? Yes, game? probably the biggest upset upset of the uh, the quarterfinals for all the games. Not sure anybody could have predicted this. Although to be fair to Villarreal, they are a fantastic team. Emery's done amazingly well with them. Not not really league wise, but uh, in Europe, he is probably the master of of Europe, particularly for Europa League. But now he's had the opportunity to to take control of like Villarreal. He's stepped up to. To the Champions League essentially, and Arnold Dandruma got the goal for them. What a signing he was from Bournemouth. Not really players get that much recognition when they go down to the the Championship, but it seems like one of the best buys we've seen in a long time from the Championship. Um, one of the best exports at the moment. He's probably one of the most informed wingers um, in Europe. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, they, they've got good. They've got a lot of um, a lot of these players now. A lot of these. Um, yeah, a lot of ex Premier League that... players: Loselso, Capu, Coquelin. One fourth, all decent players, but yeah, not really um, favoured when they're in the Premier League. But do you do you reckon this could be a stat, um, like a not a stat, um, a strategy from Bayern Munich because we did see them in the last round, round of sixteen, they lost their first leg, didn't they? And then they uh, came back and absolutely destroyed RB Salzburg. I don't know if it's a strategy to lose. I don't think that's ever the the tactic that they deploy. Um, no, I don't mean to. I don't mean to like lose. I mean to sort of sit back and defend while they're away, and then just when they're at home, and then go all out. No, uh, to be honest, Bayern Munich got the quality to take the game to any team in the world. I just don't think they. I think they probably underestimated Villarreal a little bit. You know, on paper, it, it should have been a bit more of a breeze for them, but. In reality, it definitely wasn't. But the second leg back in back in Munich is going to be really big. Who knows what the score is going to be in that for that game? It'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, I think there's a. I think it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because you you back City to go through, but Af, you can't write Atletico Madrid because they're only one nil down. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, um, and Real Madrid are both that could. It's more likely to go Real Madrid, but it could be that Chelsea turn it around, and then you've got. Bayern Munich Villarreal. Sometimes we're sometimes we're in these situations where we already know the winner before the second leg mm. is even played. But it, yeah, it looks like this season, especially in Champions League, it's a bit more open, which is always good to see. Yeah, and pretty much all the games, bar probably the Benfica Liverpool game, I think um, any team could come out on top. Definitely for the, the hardest one would be for Chelsea though to overturn that that you know that deficit. But yeah. you know. It, you know the the games are just around the corner for the next leg, so it'd be depending on form if they can bring that through and a lot of other factors. Yeah, it'd be uh, be something we'll cover in the uh, next week's podcast, actually. For sure, a, all next week. Uh, should we move on to the Europa Europa League and Europa Conference? Yeah, go for it, mate. Uh, so I'm just going to do a quick roundup of this one of both of these. Um, surprising that. A lot of the scores in Europa League are pretty much the same. You've got RB Leipzig and Alat. 
Atalanta are one all. Frankfurt and Barcelona is one all. West Ham Leon is one all. And then you've got Braga against Rangers, which is one nil to Braga. Yeah, I mean, again, all of these <clears throat> have gone down to the second leg. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of quite interesting ties in this one. I remember when we talked about this earlier, we said either the Leipzig or, well, I said either the Leipzig or Atlanta, uh, Victor in that leg would be one of the favourites to go through. But to be honest, any team in there could possibly win it. it it's definitely going to be interesting in the next leg in that one, uh, particularly because I know a few teams got red cards. West Ham got a red card for Cresswell. And I think Frankfurt yep. got a red card as well. So that might, you know, sway the balance a little bit in the next leg but yeah definitely interesting definitely gonna be watching the, the next few legs when they come up yeah yeah it's um yeah it's i think it's hard to pick a i think you would back barcelona probably uh maybe yeah the barcelona the club, yeah but they seem to be picked up a bit of form with the certain players they've got and that but yeah it wouldn't write out any of those teams to go on and win it yeah i would say i would pretty. say shabby's done quite a good job since he's come into barcelona <clears throat> to turn the mentality around and Drawing some quite decent players on on either freeze or quite cheap. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and we've just got the Europa Conference League. So we've got Feyenoord versus Slavia Prague, which ended free all. Um, is it Glint Glinter versus Roma? Bodo Glint. Yeah, Bodo Glint, which is two one. Roma are losing there. Leicester City versus PSV nil nil, and Marseille versus P. P-A-O-K? Pauk. Pauk. Yeah. Which is 2-1 to Marseille. Yeah, it was a good, good yeah. round, I think, on paper. That Feyenoord Slavia Prague game looks very interesting. 3 all. I think I watched the highlights a bit, though I can't really remember it. But I, I remember there being quite a few chances and it could have been a higher scoring game. But anyway, mm. six goals is always quite good. Bodo Glimt, yeah, of good course, beating Roma 6-1 in, earlier in the season in the Europa League. Um, so they've kind of, I think, yeah, they've, they've definitely got the, the best out of their team. Roma aren't that great, to be honest, in, in Europe. So I, I imagine Bodo would go through. Um, and in terms of Marseille <clears throat> against Pauk, I think Payet scored for that in that game. Um, I didn't watch it, but yeah, Marseille, have, I would say maybe the favourites. Leicester, PSV, a bit boring game as well. So the definitely depends on the next leg for that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't think this is not... I mean, it's big for these clubs, but I don't think for certain fans, it's unless you support these clubs... It's not really a lot. Of I don't even don't think really... it's that big for these clubs, to be fair. Apart from Bodo Glimp, really. And maybe Pauk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a competition that they've got for. If you've probably started at the beginning, like Tottenham were obviously in this competition. Mm. They don't really take it that seriously at the start. But I think it's a bit like the League Cup. So, like, the team, the bigger teams take it more seriously when they get to, like, quarterfinals and semifinals because it's it's still a trophy. Every yeah. player wants to win trophies, so it's a good. It's a good. I can see when I've done it to give, like the smaller clubs like this, to actually be able to win a trophy. Yeah, and they get into Europe next year, so that's an extra incentive. Yeah, going. To, they're going to Europa League, so it will be interesting. Uh, should we move to the Premier League? Yes, let's do it. So we on Monday, uh, Crystal Palace really helped out Chelsea here by winning three 0 against Arsenal, and um, Arsenal looks. Very dire. They, they seem to have got a bad run of form at the moment. They yeah, yeah 3 0. So it's helped Chelsea out with them not dropping three points. Uh, but all credit to Palace. They're doing really well at the moment, flying high. Yeah, semi finals of the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it looks like it's a good season for them. They could they could still get um, Europa Conference as well but if they win the FA Cup. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I think they'll be going for that, to be fair, because. You know, all the other teams have probably got something a bit more to play for, but yeah, in the FA Cup, 
Palace definitely go all out. Yeah, I think if yeah, if they win if Palace win the FA Cup, the seventh place isn't they go into Europe conference and seventh place doesn't get anything. But if Palace get knocked out, seventh place will be conference league. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it works nowadays. Helped Chelsea out, Arsenal drop points. Always always good from a Chelsea fan perspective. Gallagher. Gallagher's doing really well at Palace. I think they're they've got players, but I think he's gonna be a big miss for them next season. They need to find yeah. a player that will be able to place him. And it did did come out this week that Chelsea have um, rejected their request for him to play in the semi final. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, of course, they would do that. Though there's no reason yeah. they didn't play. Absolutely none. I'm not surprised. Well, the last last time Chelsea were in a semi final against one of their players was against Atletico Madrid, and it was Courtois. They allowed Courtois to play, and Chelsea got eventually knocked out of that round. So it's it's kind of a good thing they've projected. It's it's not good for Gallagher. Um, it'd be a good opportunity for him to build it, but he he's a good player, so he's going to get these opportunities in the future, I reckon. Yeah, and just to touch on Palace, I think uh, in terms of their recruitment recently, uh, regard regardless of uh, Gallagher, it's been quite promising. So when Gallagher does leave at the end of the season, I, I've no doubt they'll be able to maybe not match his quality. You know, you know by finding the exact same player but you know I think they'll be able to strengthen their team in different ways and I think next year they could be able to, to be able to push on to to swing I don't know maybe maybe Europa League who knows somewhere higher up in the table though yeah definitely yeah good if they can keep hold of some of their players they've got as well so um but yeah I, even like Will Hughes was a uh, bit of a I know with some Palace, Palace fans they didn't really warm to that signing straight away but he seems to have been picking up a bit of form yeah um, I don't think he was rated too highly at Watford when he was there no the last time he was quite highly rated was I think when he was at Derby yeah he was a I don't know if he was cap, made captain there maybe for a couple of games I think he was I got yeah. yeah he was really young there and that's where he broke through and he was playing for the under-21s for England there um, and then yeah then we made the move to, to Watford but yeah, good for him, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's getting good run of form. But should we move to probably one of your favourite games of the week? Burnley versus Everton? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you watch this game? No, I watched the highlights. And it looks like Burnley deserved to win that game. No, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't really watch it too much. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, so... Yeah, the thing is, both these teams are in the relegation zone. So I'd say it's a six-pointer on paper, and Everton are just just woeful. Although they got two goals through Richarlison's penalties, they were definitely penalties. But uh, I think it was at half time. Dyche said to his players, "Everton do not know how to to win away from home," and that that came true. Um, Everton, uh, sorry, Burnley in the second half came out fighting. Uh, Maxwell Cornet played really well. Yeah, they won 3-2 in the end. What a great comeback for, for Burnley. Much needed three points. Um, and yeah, it looks good for them at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, it does. Apart um, from today's game, actually, which is not going in their favour. But we'll come on to that. Yeah, so with this game, with the game they did against Burnley, Everton, so that moves Burnley one point away from Everton. Yes, correct. Which Everton then had Man United to play, um, which I think is probably the next game we would talk about on this I don't think you watched this game because you were in London. No, I, guess I watched, watched the, the highlights. Yeah, I saw the the replay of it of the the game. It's um yeah, it's not great. I mean, I don't know where to start with this with with United with Everton. Both two teams sort of out of form, not playing well. And it's 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 typical United not being able to to win it. United are in terrible form at the moment. I think they've 
they haven't won in like three, four games now. Um, and even that was like a 3-2 win against Tottenham, which was a little bit lucky. But yeah, just not great. Uh, Rashford came on. Well, he started actually and he, he had a few chances and then Ronaldo at the end. De Gea and Pickford made a few good saves, but generally the, the whole game was pretty me- mediocre. And the, the goal they did score from Gordon was a huge deflection, so it was unsavable. But just generally, it was a very poor game. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know. Good for Everton this, um, because Burnley lost two nil to Norwich. So yeah, so got there, for uh... Everton is huge, absolutely huge. They they escaped that sort of not escape, but they they pushed their way out past past Burnley. Um, to more relative safety. Just depends if they can continue this this form. Although it, the the way they played wasn't really promising in a way no who knows who knows i mean a win for them is is good any sort of progress is is good yeah um back to the uh i mean brighton the second game of that day was brighton versus arsenal got big brighton got a big win over arsenal yeah Um, really big win did you watch it no no because i was actually watching the chelsea well i was in london as well but yeah the chelsea game was playing at the same time so uh, i have to be honest i haven't seen anything from this game but yeah yeah it's it's a good result for being a Chelsea fan because yeah the gap's now I think like eight points or something and Chelsea got Arsenal next as well in the yeah. Premier League. <clears throat> yeah, well the all the teams sort of battling for the top four drop points apart from Tottenham, which we'll go on to. But in, in terms of Arsenal today, they, they weren't great. Brighton actually were really good. Um, Enoch Mwepu, uh, the Zambian, uh, came through the the Salzburg um, sort of academy alongside Patson Dacker, who now is at. Leicester, but Mwepu had a really good game. He set up the first goal and then scored the second with a quite a thunderous shot. Arsenal, they had a few chances. They hit the bar actually twice in quick succession. And then the Odegaard had like a really direct long shot, which took quite a bit of deflection and then went into the top corner. So Arsenal might feel a bit unlucky in that, but in terms of Brighton, I think they're quite happy with their result. And a stat you love is that them won a game in April. So this is their first win in April for Brighton. Yeah. Big, yeah, big. it's good for actually Brighton. I forgot, but I actually forgot about that stat. So uh, thank you for reminding <laughs> me. Um, but it's uh, moves Brighton up to 11th in the Premier League table. I mean, it looks like they're pretty clear from relegation nowadays. So. Yeah, yeah. Solid mid-table team. I do like Brighton and Potter. He's done good work for them. They made some astute sign-ins. Um, it just depends if they can push on next season. If they can find... Um, signings that sort of fit their their profile their their, their budget probably need a, a new striker but yeah good side Brighton stable yeah 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 definitely um if we stay down on the uh, south coast uh, Chelsea Southampton I know this was at um is it Southampton yeah I think it was at Southampton um yeah Chelsea getting six nil I mean Chelsea should have scored more than six to mm. be honest Werner actually looked fairly decent. Um, he actually scored a one-on-one, which I was shocked to yes. see. Yeah, took it around the keeper and passed it into the back of the net. Um, he should have got a hat-trick that game, to be fair. Um, he got yeah. a bit unlucky with that shot off the post that Habits sort of tapped in. But I but think he hit both well. posts and the crossbar as well in that game. Yeah, that's the definition so, of unlucky. Yeah, yeah. He's um, Alonso's goal was good. Mount, again, two goals and an assist for him. Yeah, he's uh, looking good. I mean... Loftus Cheek looked really good in the game as well. So yeah, that, Chelsea yeah. got seventy percent possession, which tells most of the story. But I yeah. don't know. The thing about playing Southampton, at least once a year, Southampton lose by at least six goals. I remember United beat them like nine nil quite recently. It happens every season. So I don't think it's anything. Um, I know obviously Chelsea did play well in that game, but it's nothing like too drastic to 
too unexpected in a way. It, obviously, they'll give the momentum for the, the next game against Madrid, Real Madrid. Um, but I don't think they should let that get to their heads, that performance. Obviously, they can't. No. Obviously, they'll have to go out attacking to, to, to score those, those goals to bring back. But obviously, at the same time, they've got to be somewhat defensive and, and astute in, in how they play because they can't be all attacking against Real Madrid else they get punished. But yeah, no, no. it'll be interesting. It sets it up nicely. Yeah, I think it just it's just a good um, sort of foundation to come back on because obviously going into a big game like Real Madrid and coming off a 4-1 defeat is quite demoralising. So even though Southampton didn't play that well it's good mm. for the Chelsea because it just gives them that boost of confidence it means that they might be able to go and nick a couple of goals and go through rather than them going in it on another 4-1 defeat losing four, four three games in a row it's not good form but yeah if we get we can get a good result for Southampton yeah it's uh should hopefully make it an interesting game at least yeah yeah it's definitely encouraging for the definitely. Chelsea fans yeah and just the Probably the final game from Saturday, Spurs 4-0 over Aston Villa. I did actually, uh, I saw the highlights of this game. <clears throat> yeah, um, as we said, they're the only team to really capitalise on that that top four push. I know Wolves Wolves lost um, on Friday to Newcastle, so that, that didn't help their sort of push for, for Europe. But yeah, Tottenham were great in this game. Kane assisting, some scoring. Um, it seems like a, a great system that they're playing under Conte at this particular time. Obviously, their their form is a bit, you know, sometimes hit and miss with Tottenham. But when they're when they're in their stride and performing well, they're they're really doing well. Um, Kulivetsky looks great. He's settled in really well, integrated well into the team. Yeah, a bit worrying as United fan at the moment for Tottenham and how they're playing. Yeah, yeah. The um, I think Chelsea have played them twice. We don't have to play them again this season, which is always a good thing. But um, yeah, the the interesting bit is. Arsenal. I think Spurs now are more favourites to get top four. I think they're favourites now to get top yeah, four possibly. over Arsenal. Because um, Arsenal got Arsenal obviously have got a game in hand, and that is Chelsea. But they would need to win ten nil to actually get fourth from that game. Because Tottenham Tottenham have currently nineteen goals difference, and Arsenal have nine. Yeah, yeah. Which I think this is quite poor for the Premier League actually, because you've got just a goal difference. You'd Chelsea, obviously, 41, um, and Liverpool and City are both higher. But then Tottenham are the second highest with the goal difference of 19. It's quite a big difference. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not always how many goals you score, but sometimes how many goals you concede. If you win a game 1-0, it's obviously better than a draw or, or, you know, scoring three and conceding three. So, I don't know. It doesn't paint the full story. But obviously, yeah, if you score more goals, it obviously means you're probably likely to win more games. Just to touch yeah. on Aston Villa, though, they've been pretty terrible recently. Four defeats in a row. Maybe the charm of Gerrard coming in and you know, that initial sort of... Um, Coutinho and... Yeah, that, that, yeah, that initial sort of peak and in, uh, increase in form has dipped a bit and it doesn't look great. Um, so they definitely need to pick up their, their form uh, rather quickly or else the season is just not going to look too great. No, um, no, no. Yeah. I mean, they're safe from relegation, hopefully. Yeah, definitely are. But yeah, they uh, they need to pick up a bit of form. While we've been recording this podcast, um, three games have finished today. So we've got a 2-0 win for Brentford over West Ham, which is a big, big result for them. Big result for them, yeah. London um, Derby. Yeah, and I think it saves them from relegation as well. Um, but West Ham's top four is uh, dented a blow. Uh, yeah, well, they've got two... Europe to contend to with as well. So it's a bit yeah. difficult for them at the moment. Yeah, I th- probably their focus will be on Europe just so that they can uh, 
they get into this, they get into Champions. If they win that, they get in Champions League, don't they? Yes. Are they, are they in the conference? No, no, you're right. You're right. They're in Europa League. Yeah, they're in Europa League. Yeah, so, and then Leicester got a 2-1 victory over Palace. Yeah, big result um, for them. And then the big result is Norwich over Burnley, 2-0. Yeah, slightly shocking on paper. But, you know, two teams that are not in the best of form. I know Burnley had that that good comeback against Everton, but at this sort of level, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult. It's a, it's a long way to travel as well for Burnley. Not saying that's a factor in it, but you know, away from home, Norwich definitely did points. I, I can't see Norwich getting out of the relegation zone though. But it does heat no, it does, up, it heats up the uh, sort of the, the battle for, for that seventeenth place spot. You know that that one team that sort of escapes the drop. Maybe it's between sort of Burnley and Everton at the moment. I would say Leeds, but you know Leeds won three 0 yesterday quite convincingly against the poor Watford side. Um, yeah, so so the bottom six teams in the table, you've got Norwich on twenty one points, playing thirty one games. Watford with 31 games, getting 22 points. Burnley have played 30 of 24, so you would predict um, that's good for them. Everton is 28 on 30. And then Leeds have played... The only thing with Leeds, they've got 30, they've played 32 games, got 33 points. So you've got another six points. If Everton win both their games in hand, they could go up to 16, which would bring Leeds back into it. Yeah. Uh, I don't, Everton have quite a hard run as well going forward. So it's not, you know, clear who will escape the drop. No, no, definitely not. Uh, Shall we move on to the F1? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Uh, So this morning, about five o'clock, GMT, there was the Australian race. Um, I didn't didn't watch it live. Um, But yeah, Verstappen obviously uh, had engine problems, uh, more reliability issues maybe there. You yeah, yeah, we're not sure. Well, I'm not sure what the the issue was in particular. He said he um, sort of smelt a weird fluid or something coming out of his car. But yeah, the car he had to be retired. It was on fire at the end. So yeah, the reliability issues for for Red Bull at the moment are quite worrying for their for their title race um, run. It's been two races out of three that Red Bull have not finished. So it doesn't look great for them. Um, Forty six points gap between Verstappen and Leclerc so unless Verstappen starts picking up points I know there's a long way to go but you know it's not the start that he would have wanted all the time no, no definitely not um yeah he was in, he was on to at least get seconds in that race I mean there was a few big big stuff that didn't happen this weekend but yeah it's uh it's good for Perez Perez getting seconds um in the race yeah, especially after the, the race prior, which, you know, obviously he was very unlucky with the safety car in that particular race. So it's good to see him get a good result in this one. Yeah, Mercedes actually picked up a good haul of points, finishing third and fourth, um, which I think that moves Russell second in the Drivers' Championship. Yeah, that's correct. So, uh, yeah, they've it's, that's the Warren thing for Red Bulls. Mercedes are picking up points, even though they're not in the best. They've finished every single race in the points. Mm, the second in the constructors um, as well now. Yeah, it's even though they've got a very poor car, they they didn't bring any upgrades this weekend either. Um, like we said on next on last weekend, they were meant to be bringing the first aero package, but I don't think they actually brought any upgrades this weekend. The uh, Honey Berger, Daniel Ricciardo, making his debut for McLaren at Australia, first time. Yeah. Uh, finished sixth. Yeah, it's a good race for him, I think. And Lando came fifth, not yeah. Fifth, yeah. Getting yeah, good, good points point. for them. Yeah. At the moment, in this particular race, didn't seem that like um, Haas did too well. I'm not sure what was happening. I think I think something was mentioned about their setup not being quite correct. But 
yeah, it's good for McLaren to pick up these points. Yeah. I think in general it was quite a good race. I know science went off very early on. He tried to sort of overtake in, in the new, not the new chicane, but sort of coming out of the new sort of corner system and he sort of went straight off. So it's not great for science. Um, we He had a very poor qualifying as well. He qualified ninth, didn't he? So he did, yeah. That I suppose that's the only good thing from, from Mercedes is Red Bull are struggling with reliability for their engine and Ferrari obviously had a bad weekend. So not having two cars out of those for those two big teams out it's quite big yeah well half the half the team had a bad t- um, bad time the rest did really yeah. well yeah clerk the, was very comfortable in his in his win the uh best the saddest thing for me probably this weekend was sebastian vettel coming back his first race mm. and um yeah crashed crashed out in <clears throat> pra- was it free practice free crashed out um he had engine issues the first and second, and then, uh, and then yeah, he crashed out in this race as well. He didn't really have uh, no. It wasn't a great, hope. great race for him. The, the the way he crashed off was was really bizarre in like that particular corner. You don't really see normally people crash there. He went <clears throat> too much over the uh, the sort of the curbs and just spun into the wall. Um, it, generally, it was not a great race for for Aston Martin. I don't think they they've done well this year. Start the the year well. No. Uh, so what I want to point out in particular is Alex Albon and his sort of weird strategy that. That Williams deployed. I don't know if you know, but uh, Albon didn't pit at all, pretty much. Well, he pitted very early, but um, did he pit early? I can't remember now. He did. He didn't. He didn't change tires essentially until the very, very last lap or the one just before that, which meant that he yeah, got he, into the top ten. He made one pit stop, which was yeah, it was a crazy tactic, but it was great to see. It looks like Williams had pace actually, and they were keeping up with the, the cars ahead, even on the really old tires. Um, so maybe that's a strategy that they might deploy in the future. Yeah, just. It just depends if Latifi. Latifi's not having the best start, is he? he crashed out. Really not. In qualifying, it, he had a big crash with Stroll, um, and then he yeah uh, he crashed out in Jeddah as well. It's it's not no, it's not looking yet. good. No, no, he, he's not had what the last four races, including the final race of last season, he's crashed out three at least like twice in a race and he's crashed out so that's three big crashes he's had in four races it's not good yeah. stats really is it no i mean at least albon sort of is doing a little bit better so it's it's slightly yeah. more positive for williams but it, it but looks I mean, like was... yeah it looks like aston Al- martin sort of replaced alfa romeo as maybe the, one of the back markers now yeah yeah alfa romeo actually future. looked fairly good yeah especially under bottas um grand joe finished 11th good result for him to be fair yeah he's having a really good season actually um coming in Adapting well, but yeah, if we've got a we've got a week's gap now before Italy, mm, I reckon. Imola, maybe yeah. Mercedes, yeah, Mercedes. I was just thinking with Mercedes, uh, Jeddah was very fast, like a street struck, like a street um circuit, and yeah. Whereas I know, uh, Albert, um, the Australian Grand Prix is a uh street race as well, isn't it? Well, the, it's in a park, but yeah. yeah, Albert Park, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it's I just wondered whether the slower races would actually suit their car a bit more because it's not... I mean, if they're having drag issues, it's, they don't need as much high speed. Maybe. I I, I, they had some decent pace today, though, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. They In the first race, they had decent pace, but then when it's actually at the highest speed racetrack, it's, they didn't perform that well. Well, and we know what Imola's like. Come back. That's coming up. Yeah, that's very high, high, yeah, high speed. So, so uh, it'd be interesting to see, I think, just to see how they do in that, whether... That theory is fairly true, but it's also going to be interesting to see if they bring any upgrades. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it could be the difference. Definitely. The drivers stand in, Charles Leclerc, Russell, Sainz, then Perez, then Hamilton, and then Verstappen. So for that, 
Verstappen is sixth. It's quite bunched up though at the moment, isn't it, in terms of points? Yeah. Apart from uh, yeah. Leclerc, he's sort of pushing away. Yeah, he's got the two wins now. Right, it's always it's 25 points, isn't it? Per win. Yeah. And he, he'll probably be favourite to win at Imola. It's obviously he's quite near to the factory and for Ferrari, so it's it's this well, it's a home race, so I think it will yeah. suit their car as well. Yeah, yeah, it'd be an interesting race. Um, just before we move on to the pitsider insight, um, just gonna ask you for your driver and player of the day or the weekend. I haven't really thought about this, if I'm honest. Um, driver of the day, I'm inclined to go for Leclerc. Leclerc. Yeah. Just because it's. Fair the most obvious one um he did yep. really well quite comfortable win in the end uh in terms of player just for this weekend i um, mean if you can include champions league if he, if they come from those i don't know i was going to say werner just for this weekend but obviously not for the champions league game i'll just no, say I mean, you Ver- can just... yeah i'll just say werner for the weekend yeah for, yeah that's fair yeah he had a good weekend hopefully that'll give him a bit of confidence actually yeah might need that yeah or whether yeah. he's putting it on so he can be sold who knows <laughs> Right, uh, should we move on to the pitch side of what have you got coming up? So yeah, I'm thinking about doing a new piece on Everton um, and sort of their relegation battle. But actually more interestingly, Joe himself has said he's going to write an article for the pitch cider. So yes. stay tuned for that. Um, I can imagine it's going to be about Chelsea. Is that right? Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be two, two articles, a two-parter. It will be on Roman Abramovich. The first part will be on Roman Abramovich's legacy at Chelsea and what he's nice. achieved with the club. And then the second part of that will be looking forward to how his legacy can go on with the new owners and see. I look forward to what Chelsea fans expect and what's more likely to happen. Sounds good. Yeah, look out for that, people. Uh, check it out on the pitchsider.com. Maybe there in a couple of weeks' time. Who knows? Depends how long Joe yeah. takes. We, uh, yeah, we'll see. It might be, yeah, probably more likely a few weeks before it's out. Yeah, be good to write the first article. Should we move on to the quiz section? Let's do it, mate. Let's do it. Uh, so this week, I'm going to put your knowledge, your uh, World Cup knowledge. Oh, God. So I've got, it's not that bad. I've got 29, we don't have to do all of them. I've got 29 like facts and you just need to tell me which country they belong to so it's 29 obviously it's the 29 teams that have qualified for the world cup in december all right i got you okay you just have to i'll give you the clue and you just have to tell me who it's for i can give you clues if we if you want them sure absolutely so the first one uh they reached their final their first finals for 36 years under the guidance of a county durham born coach they reached the final for the first time in 36 years yeah under the Uh, county guidance i can give you i'll give you oh are we talking about just reaching the world cup not actually the the final reaching like the yeah the world cup final okay like the actual tournament give you the region if you want oh it's canada yeah is it T- Tim Hurd? Oh, yes, I, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's Canada. Uh, the second one: two-time tournament winners looking to reach the knockout stages for the fourth time in a row. I don't know, Argentina. No, you're in the right region. It's not Brazil. They've won it more. Two-time tournament winners. Uruguay. Yeah, quite big. No, Uruguay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's Uruguay. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. Uh, the third one qualified for three of the past five tournaments but only progressed from their group stage on once senegal no what's the region 
Europe? I think it's South America. You think it's South America? It's... Mexico? That's having a Google. No. That's North America, I know. Yeah, they're South American. Ecuador. Yes. Yeah, it's Ecuador. Number four, reached the last 16 on their tournament debut in 1994, but have not progressed beyond the group stage since. Hmm. It's quite a hard one, I think, this one. This is an Asian team. Asian? Um... No, Middle East. Middle East. Middle East, okay. So it's either Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's Saudi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess. Haven't missed a World Cup since their debut in 1998, but never progressed beyond the last 16. Never progressed past the last 16? Yeah. So they've never won it, and they first won in 88? Yeah, they're uh, Asian. Oh, Asian. Um, South Korea? No. Or Japan? Yes. Japan, I'll get sweet. Yeah, it's Japan. Uh, Is it number six? I can't remember. Uh, Qualified for each tournament since 1986 and rememorably finished fourth in 2002. I should know this. Yeah, you should. Fourth in 2002. Mm -hmm. That's when France won it. You've already said this team. Mexico. No, no, they're Asian. Oh, South Korea. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was the one with... uh, I don't know. There was one with North Korea in the World Cup. I think that might be a bit mm. more recent. Uh, so they reached. So this team reached the four, reach four of the past six tournaments, but have never qualified from the group stages. So they've reached their last four tournaments, but haven't got past yes. group. I'll give you a clue. They're in the same group as England. USA, Iran, no. <laughs> Iran. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Iran. Uh, Two times winners who have finished runners up twice, most recently in 2014. Argentina. Yes. Uh, won the tournament for a fifth time in 2002, but haven't reached the final since. Oh, maybe 2002 was Brazil then? Yes. Yeah, it's Brazil. Uh, three times finalist who failed to qualify for the tournament in Russia four years ago. Italy. No. Italy were in it. Sin it is Europe. Want to say the question again? Three times finalists who failed to qualify for a tournament in Russia four years oh, ago. Is it Netherlands? Yeah. Sweet. Um looking to reach the quarterfinals for the first time since hosting the tournament in nineteen fifty four. Nineteen fifty four, that was a great year, I remember it very well. <laughs> um They're European. They're really nice chocolate. Switzerland. Yeah. Nice. Good clue. Uh, won the tournament in the f- for the first time in 2010, but have not progressed beyond the last 16 since. They won in 2010, did you say? Yeah, 2010 winners. South Africa, that was Netherlands. No. No. Oh my God, 2010. German. No, Germany won in Brazil. What happened in 2010? South Africa. We, it's, it's European. Big, big team. Got some big players. Do you want a clue? Uh, yeah. How can I not remember who won in 2010? Um, United's goalkeeper plays for them. Oh, of course. Spain. Yeah. How could I forget that? Obviously, <laughs> I I know, that's... after England got knocked out. Uh, qualified in 20, uh, 2010, 2018 and 2006, but, f- but have failed to progress past the group stage on each occasion. It's the Eastern European team. Serbia? Yes. Uh, four times winners who finished bottom of their group in 2018. You no four time winner. You've got money four times. 
2018. Who finished? European. Uh, Germany? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, winners in 2018, but who failed to qualify for their groups the last time they were reigning champions. They, what, who the winners they, won in 20, they won in 2018. They won in 2018, and last time they won it, they failed. They were last last time they... Fra France. Yes, hit, yeah, France. Uh, having reached a knockout stages for the four, four, sorry, having reached knockout stages in four of their past five tournaments appearances. Could be anybody. Ghana. No, it's a uh, European. Um, they had a really sad story in the uh, Euros. A really sad story in the Euros? Mm-hmm. Oh, Den players, Denmark, so. Denmark. Yeah. Uh, losing finalists in the 2018 who finished third in their third Croatia. on their tournament debut. Yeah. Uh, achieving their best ever finish in 2018 after failing to qualify for 2006 and 2010 editions. Not sure. I'm going to guess Ghana. No, it's European. Best ever finish Be in 2018. Yeah. They probably got their golden generation at the moment. Belgium. Yeah. Uh, only the second nation after Italy in 1934 to play in a World Cup without qualifying for one. Ooh, is it European? No, Middle East. Oh, Qatar? Yeah. yeah. Uh, reached the first semi-final since 1919 Russia four years ago. Semi-final England? Yeah. Um, finished fourth in 2006. Their best finishes since coming third in England in 1966. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Sure. Yeah. European and probably famous for the number seven. Portugal. Yeah. Uh, finished third in 1974 and 1982, but only reached the knockout stages in once since. 1984. No, 1974 and 82. Oh, right. Uh, I've no idea. Mexico. Poland. Uh, reached the last eight on their tournament debut in 2002 after stunning the Iranian champions in their opening game. They finished where in 2002? What position? The last eight? They reached the last eight in their debut in 2002. It's an African team. Ghana? No. Sen Senegal? Yeah. Uh, missed out on qualification in 2018 after three consecutive finals, including a quarterfinal appearance in 2010. Didn't go to Russia, uh, Italy. No, you've you said them just a second ago. Uh, what did I say a second ago? Mexico, Ghana, Ghana, no, Ghana. <laughs> Ghana. <laughs> uh, qualified for back-to-back -back tournaments for only the second time, but never progressed beyond the last sixteen. Again, African. Egypt. No. I'm trying to think who's gone from this year. Uh, they. No, they've uh, got they've much. got a player who plays for Chelsea, but he's retired now for Morocco. International. Yeah, uh, not, have not progressed. Be yeah, oh. have not progressed beyond the group stages in five attempts. Czech Republic. No, Czech aren't actually in it this year. Oh, I'm not sure then. Uh, Saudi Arabia. No, North North Africa. Egypt. He said. You said Saudi already. Egypt on in the World Cup either. It's Tunisia. 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 Oh. Uh, reached the last eight in 1990, the only time they've had qualified from the group in seven attempts. 
Again, African. It's the last African team. Have we said them? No, I don't think you have, actually. Oh, I can just tell you if it's easier. No, yeah, Cameroon. Cameroon. Cameroon, of course they're in it, yeah. Uh, back at the finals since failing to qualify for the first time in 28 years in 2008. 18, sorry. So 2018 was their first finals after 28 years of not qualifying. Oh, right. I see. Um, Same group as England. USA. Yes. And the final one, having been knocked out uh, at the last 16 stage of every of each of the last past seven tournaments. It's your favourite club you've mentioned about seven times. Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah. And That's definitely a sure. mixed bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was quite a good little quiz to do, test your knowledge. It's not bad, yeah. Um, I don't really remember you know, 80s and stuff. Although 2010, I should definitely have remembered. Yeah. And uh, that leads us to the end of our podcast. Please uh, like and subscribe and get in contact with us on our socials. Twitter is at the Pitch Cider and Instagram and Facebook is at the Grass and Gravel Podcast or by email at the Grass and Gravel Podcast at gmail.com with any comments and questions you have for us. And we will feature them on our next episode. Uh, thank you for joining me, Toby. Thanks, mate. It's been a pleasure. That's right. And uh, thank you for the listener. And goodbye and have a good week.